Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the Word. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we have done 25 books of the Bible. If you've not been able to listen from what we looked at straight from Genesis, you can be able to find them on all podcast platforms. That is Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, name it. You'll find it all there. And you can also visit our website, BibleIndepth.com. It's a one-stop center. Everything about the network, you'll find it there. You'll find the podcasts. You'll find the radio dramas that we do. You'll find the live prayer room that we do as well. And also, you can also find live radio. You can listen through the website and get to the radio and get those inspirational programs that will bless your heart. We want to continue with a study of our book of Ezekiel. We've done 23 chapters of this book. And chapter 24 starts by saying, And the word of the Lord came to me in the ninth year, in the tenth month, on the tenth of the month, saying, Son of man, write the name of the day, this very day. Yeah? The king of Babylon has laid siege to Jerusalem this very day. Remember, at this point, Ezekiel is out in captivity. By the time Ezekiel is taken to captivity, he's taken with the crown of Judah. The princes, the wealthy, the high class, they are taken by Nebuchadnezzar. And they leave a puppet who is Zedekiah back home, who is supposed to pay tribute to Nebuchadnezzar, who is supposed to be a good king who follows the command of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. But he decides to rebel. And by that rebellion, Nebuchadnezzar goes back to bring down Zedekiah and Judah at large. So this is what they are saying here, that this very day, the king of Babylon has laid siege to Jerusalem. Speak a parable to the rebellious house and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, put on the pot, put it on, and also pour water in it. Put, it, put in it the pieces every good piece, the thigh and the shoulder. Fill it with choice bones. Yeah? Take the choicest of the flock, he's telling him, and also pile wood under the pot. Make it boil vigorously. Also seethe its bones in it. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, woe to the bloody city, to the pot in which there is rust, and whose rust has gone out of it. Take it Take out of it the piece, piece after piece, without making a choice. Yeah? Remember I told him, put all the pieces, pick the choicest yeah, of the flock, get its pieces, throw them in that boiling pot. Now, pick out piece by piece, without uh, having any preferences or making choice. For her blood is in her midst. She placed it on the bare rock. She did not pour it on the ground to cover it with the dust, that it may cause wrath to come up to take vengeance. I have put her blood on the bare rock, that it may not be covered. Thus, therefore, says the Lord God, Woe to the bloody city. I will also 
make the pile great. Heap on the wood, kindle the fire, boil the flesh well, and mix in it the spices, and let the bones be burned. Yeah. Then set it empty on its coal so that it may be hot and its bronze may glow and its filthiness may be melted in it. Its rust consumed. She has wearied me with toil and yet her great rust has not gone from her. Let her rust be in the fire. In your filthiness is lewdness. Because I would have cleansed you, yet you are not clean. You will not be cleansed from your filthiness again until I have spent my wrath on you. I, the Lord, have spoken. It is coming and I will act. I will not relent and I will not have pity and I will not be sorry. According to your ways and according to your deeds, I will judge you, declares the Lord. This is a sign that's going out to Judah. This is a sign that is clear. They, even after seeing the first captivity going where the Jeconiah and all these royals are taken, they didn't care. They kept on doing evil. They kept on worshipping other gods. God says, you are my favorite. I picked the choices of you, of you, your flock. You're the ones I treasured. You're the ones I loved. But then, I'll throw in that pot and it will boil and it will dry up and it will start to get messy. That's what he tells the people that he loved. That's what he tells the people who walked away from him. When you walk away from God, you expose yourself to judgment. You expose yourself to the fire. And when we live today, we need to be sure that a day comes that we shall stand before God in judgment of that which you've done, good or bad. And it's key for me to know as a Christian that I do not have to expose myself to the fire, to that burning fire that has been placed to consume that which did not make sense. You are God's interest. God is interested in you. God is interested in your life. God has a good plan for you. God asks you to come and walk with him and follow him and be his darling. And what happens when we fail to do that is judgment comes. And you're told, I told you to act in such a way. I told you to walk in my ways. And you did not do that. You walked according to the desires of the flesh. So judgment will come. When we read the Bible, it's clear that there is judgment. And it is to come. Many people out there say, well, Jesus said he will come back. Why hasn't he returned yet? That day is coming. Whether you like it or not, that day is coming. And judgment shall be upon the face of the earth. And every man shall pay for that which they've done. For every deed that they've done. How I pray that his grace covers me. That when that day comes, I am covered. Now Israel here is in a place where God says, You shall suffer for that which you have done. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, behold. This was a very hard thing. That was being told to Ezekiel. He says, I am about to take from you the desire of your eyes with a blow. You shall not mourn and you shall not weep and your tears shall not come. Groan silently. Make no mourning for the dead 
bind on your turban and put on your shoes on your feet and do not cover your mustache and do not eat the bread of men. So I spoke to the people in the morning and in the evening my wife died. Now, what is happening? God is telling Ezekiel, your wife is going to die. And this is a painful thing because he's even telling him, you shall not mourn her death. When she's gone, you shall not mourn her death. This is the desire of his eyes. This is somebody that they've probably grown up together. This is somebody that he loves. And God is saying, she's going to die. Don't mourn for her. Don't do all the processes that you do for the dead. Covering your mustache, putting on shoes, doing what? All processes of mourning are out of the picture. She is dying. And that happened that day because in the evening, Ezekiel says, my wife died. And in the morning, I did as I was commanded. The people say to me, will you not tell us these things that you are doing? What do they mean for us? Because they're saying, for somebody who has just lost their wife, you should not be in such a state. You should be mourning. You should not be walking about. You should be in sorrow. Then I say to them, the word of the Lord came to me saying, speak to the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I'm about to profane my sanctuary. The pride of your power, the desire of your eyes, and the delight of your soul, and your sons and daughters whom you've left behind will fall by the sword. It's very unfortunate that in this particular case, the wife of Ezekiel is acting as one of the signs and descriptions of what Israel is going through. The desire of Israel's eye was the temple, and it's going to be brought down. And there won't even be time to mourn for it. Everything about it will be destroyed, and their children and their sons and daughters, they will fall by the sword. Death is coming. It's very unfortunate to Ezekiel. Sometimes it's hard to be a minister of God, because the things you go through, this man... One of the reasons probably that the wife is appearing here is because there is a message that has to be delivered. It's unfortunate that he goes through that. But that's what God is telling him. And saying, you will do as I have done. You, 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 your mustache. And you will not eat bread. Your turbans will be on your heads and your shoes on your feet. You will not mourn and you will not weep. But you will rot away in your iniquities and you will groan to one another. He's saying, like you've seen me do, that my wife is gone. And I've not done any of the mourning. I have not wept. I have not. It is the same thing that's going to happen to you. You're going to witness the fall of Judah to the ground, the burning of the temple, the burning of your houses, the burning of everything. And you will not even have time to mourn for it. Even your children will fall to the ground. But you will not have time to groan because your iniquities have been so great. But sometimes you look and say, am I worthy of this destruction? Probably. Thus Ezekiel will be a sign to you according to all that he has done, you will do. When it comes, then you know that I am the Lord God. As for you, son of man, will it not be on the day when I take from their, from them their stronghold, the joy of their pride, the desire of their eyes, and their heart's delight, their sons and their daughters, 
that on that day he who escapes will come to you with information for your ears. On that day your mouth will be open to him who escaped and you will speak and be mute no longer. Thus you will be a sign to them and they will know that I am the Lord God. is telling them the destruction for your beloved, the one you desire, that temple you glory about will come and be certain someone shall escape and come and let you know about what has happened down in Judah through Zedekiah. Chapter 25, And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face toward the sons of Ammon, and prophesy against them, and say to the sons of Ammon, Hear the word of the Lord God, thus says the Lord. Now, there is judgment also on other nations, on Gentile nations, that the other nations does not imply they had the permission to go on worshipping other gods. That they are not Israel does not imply they did not know about the Almighty God. Each and every one of us has the opportunity to know Christ. Even in the nations where we say those are maybe predominantly of other religions and sects, no, there is the grace to know who the real Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth is, and it's incumbent on every everyone that has breath, every person alive to worship God. Now, these nations here that we are going to read about here, starting with Ammon, they did not worship God, and there is judgment upon them. Now, for Ammon, he says, because you said, aha, against my sanctuary, when it was profaned, and against the land of Israel, when it was made desolate, and against the house of Judah, when they went into exile, therefore, behold, I am going to give you to the sons of the east for a possession. He's telling them, because you laughed at my children, Israel, because you laughed at Judah, hmm? because you felt they are not in my confines anymore, because they were saying they always had pride that they had a God who cares for them. And now when all these things happen to them, people start to laugh, and among them is the Ammonites. And he says, because you did that, I am also sending to you the sons of the east. These are the superpowers. At this time, it's Babylon. Saying they are coming and they are going to take charge of you also. And they will set their encampments among you and make their dwellings among you. They will eat your fruit and drink your milk. I'll make rubber a pasture for camels and the sons of Ammon a resting place for flocks. Thus, you know that I am the Lord. For thus says the Lord God, because you have clapped your hands and stamped your feet and rejoiced with the scorn of your soul against the land of Israel. Therefore, behold, I have stretched out my hand against you, and I will give you for spoil to the nations, and I will cut you off from the peoples that and make you perish from the land. I will destroy you, thus you know that I am the Lord God. This is because of mockery of Israel. And today, we get lots and lots of cases where we see people praying for Israel, people blessing Israel. We see it in churches. We see it on the media, and people are blessing Israel. We are praying for Israel. And it's because you need to bless the people of, the, of God. That is a nation that God picked by himself and said, this is my firstborn. This is the one I love. From them, we started to believe. And uh, here, it is very clear to the people who laugh at them that judgment would come. And it happened to the Ammonites. Because here, we are told, because of that which they did, then they too are going to be captured by the superpower. Now, he went on to Moab also. 
to send judgment to them and said, Thus says the Lord God, because Moab and Sire say, Behold, the house of Judah is like all the nations. Now, for the people of Moab, they were saying, You are not special. Yeah, you tell us you crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. You are not that special. Yeah, you tell us that your God would fight for you in the battles. You're not special. How come the Babylonians have taken charge over you? You're not special. You're just like all of us. You are a normal nation who needs to find a God just right here, mold him out and start to worship him and bow down to him. That one you talk about who is in heaven does not exist. Otherwise, he should have saved you now. That was what the Moabites were telling the people of Judah. And they're saying, you are not special. You're like all of us. Therefore, behold, God says, I'm going to deprive the flank of Moab of its cities, of its cities which are on its frontiers, the glory of the land, Beth Jeshimoth, Baal Meon, and Kiriatham, and I will give it for a possession along with the sons of Ammon to the sons of the east. He says, now you Moabite, plus the Ammonites, I'm going to get you and give you over to the superpower as well. He's going to come and take charge over you. And he says, I will give you for a position along with him. So the sons of Ammon will not remember, be remembered among the nations. Thus I will execute judgments on Moab, and they will know that I am the Lord. These ones also are suffering for laughing at the people of God, for mocking Israel, for taking them for granted. We need to be cautious also of the things we say, sometimes even about ministers, sometimes even about God's church and the work that is being done because it can bring with it judgment. Yeah? So he tells them here, you are going to suffer for that. Now he moves on to Edom and says, thus says the Lord God, because Edom has acted against the house of Judah by taking vengeance and has incurred grievous guilt and avenged themselves upon them. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will also stretch out my hand against Edom and cut off man and beast from it. He tells him, and he tells him clearly, and I will lay it waste from Teman even to Dedan, and they will fall by the sword. I will lay my vengeance on Edom by the hand of my people Israel. Therefore, they will act in Edom according to my anger and according to my wrath. Yeah? He tells them as well, you're going to fall by the sword. This which is taking your brothers, the Ammonites, the Moabites, it's coming for you. So you will know my vengeance. Yeah, these ones, they acted against the house of Judah by taking vengeance. And God says, I'll deal with you as well. The Edomites, remember, we looked at uh, from the house of Esau. Yeah, those are the Edomites. Then he moves on to the people of Philistia. Thus says the Lord God, because the Philistines have acted in revenge and have taken vengeance with scorn of soul to destroy with everlasting enmity. Thus says the Lord God, because behold, I will stretch out my hand against the Philistines, even cut off the Cheritites and destroy the remnant of the seacoast. I will execute great vengeance on them with wrathful rebukes, and they will know that I am the Lord God when I lay my vengeance on them. These two were attacking the Israelites. So, because of that, attacking the nation of God, 
He inflicts judgment and says, you two are going to be judged. Now, there was this great one, Tyre, in chapter 26. This one, he says, now, in the 11th year, on the first month, first of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, because Tyre has said concerning Jerusalem, Aha, the gateway of the peoples is broken, and it has opened to me. Hmm? That's what they were saying. He says, I shall be filled now that it is laid in waste. Therefore, thus says the Lord. Tyre was rejoicing in the fall of Jerusalem that now, since Jerusalem has fallen, we are the ones who have charge of this region. We are the ones who are strong in this region. He says, Behold, I am against you, O Tyre. I'll bring up many nations against you as the sea brings its waves. They will destroy the walls of Tyre and break down her towers. And I will scrape her debris from her and make her a bare rock. She will be a place for the spreading of nets. He tells him. Yeah, he's talking to Tyre now. She will become the spoil of the nations. Her daughters who were on the mainland will be slain by the sword. And they will know that I am the Lord. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring upon Tyre from the north Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, king of kings. Now, remember, as we are looking at this time of Ezekiel, Nebuchadnezzar is the one running affairs of the world. He is the one who is strongest. He has the largest empire in the world. So, he is the superpower. I use that word to make it easy for us to understand. Yeah? When we talk superpowers, you will understand. Because even today, you know who the superpower is. Now, he says, Upon you, Tyre, I'm bringing Nebuchadnezzar. He's the king of kings. The reason they're saying king of kings is not that he's replacing the almighty God. No. Here, the king is a small Okay, he's the king of the kings. And he it means he is the one, the king on the earth at the moment who has dominion over all the others. They are all below him. Yeah, they are all considered to be below him. So he is in charge. They pay tribute to him. So he's the king of those kings with horses, chariots, cavalry, and a great army. He's coming to you, Tyre. And what will he do? He will slay your daughters on the mainland with a sword and he will make... Siege walls against you, cast up a ramp against you, and raise up a large shield against you. The blow of his battering rams he will direct against your walls, and with his axes he will break down your towers. Because of the multitude of his horses, the dust raised by them will cover you. That means there will be so great an army. There will be so great an army that when they, their horses start to run, the dust shall cover you all. Your walls will shake and the noise of the cavalry. And wagons and chariots when he enters your gates as men enter a city that is breached. With the hoofs of his horses he will trample all your streets. He will slay your people with a sword. And your strong pillars will come down to the ground. Also, they will make a spoil of your riches and a prey of your merchandise. Break down your walls and destroy your pleasant houses. And throw your stones and your timbers and your debris into the water. This is the city that is close to the water. Yeah? So I will silence the sound of your songs and the sound of your harps will be heard no more. I will make you bear. 
You will be a place for the spreading of nets. You will be built no more. For I the Lord have spoken, declares the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to Tyre. Shall not the coastlands shake at the sound of your fall when the wounded groan, when the slaughter occurs in your midst? Then all the princes of the sea will go down from their thrones, remove their robes, and strip off their embroidered garments. They will clothe themselves with trembling. They will sit on the ground, tremble every moment, and be appalled at you. They will take up a lamentation over you and say, How you have perished, O inhabited one, from the seas, a renowned city, which was mighty on the sea, she and her inhabitants. Now, this is what they are telling them. People will come from afar when they've come. They expect to see a glowing city, mighty city, as they go to dock alongside the sea, the waters, because this was, Tyre is located alongside the waters. When traders are coming with their merchandise on the ships, they look at it greatly. Now, when they come and they look, they will say, what happened to this place? Looks deserted. The place that was mighty, rich in commercial affairs. What has brought them down? It will be down to the ground because of the attack that is coming. And he says, they will say, the sea which was the nation which was mighty on the sea, and all her inhabitants, what has happened? Now the coastal lands will tremble. Yes, the coastal lands which are by the sea will be terrified at your passing. Here it means they will be shocked that you are actually gone. Have you ever seen a mighty nation? Have you seen a mighty organization, a mighty land fall so greatly that you wonder what happened to this place? That's what's going to happen to Tyre. For thus says the Lord, when I make, he tells them, you a desolate city, like the cities which are not inhabited, then I'll bring up the deep over you, and great waters will cover you. Then I'll bring you down with all those who go down to the pit, the people of old. And I'll make you dwell in the lower parts of the earth, like the ancient waste places, with those you who go down to the pit, so you will not be inhabited. But I'll set glory in the land of the living. And I'll bring terrors on you, and you'll be no more. Though you will be sought, you will never be found again, declares the Lord. Saying, even in your location near the waters, I'll cause the waters to come and cover this city. Like, there will be a movement of the water level that it will come and cover the city. They will not remember you anymore. What's the punishment? Why the punishment? These people not only laughed at the people of God, but they also had the other gods. So, this one is just a tip topping what they have done. Yeah, and he goes on and sends judgment to them as the people of Tyre because of that which they have done for the nation of God. They laughed at Jerusalem, that's one. But also, what we will know about all these nations is that apart from laughing at the nation of Israel, they were worshiping other gods, and that is something. That we know of, we've studied, we've seen all other nations had their small gods. There are people who were picked from these nations, who belong to other nations, that would look at the God of Israel and say, That's the God to serve. That's the one who created us. 
the Lord of heaven and earth, so we will worship him. So it was not far from the human being to acknowledge that there is an almighty God. If other people from Tyre, for example, would recognize that and worship him, the God of Israel, how about the rest? There was no excuse. Even today, there is no excuse for you to say, I was born in a nation that is predominantly of this religion that does not worship Almighty God. This voice you hear tells you there is a God, an Almighty God who created the heavens and the earth. And he gave his son to die for you at the cross, at Calvary. And whoever believes shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Which gods have you been serving? Which gods have you been worshipping? Wherever you are, in whichever part of the world that you are, and you're listening to me right now, God says, I am the almighty God. And accept the salvation that comes through the death and the cross of my son, and you shall be saved. And that today is my prayer for you. Believe in Christ today that you may be saved. You just have to say these words and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Transform my life. Walk with me and lead me the path that is filled with glory. Amen. Thank you for making that decision. May the Lord walk with you. May you start a journey. May you place yourself in a group of believers, in a church that shall grow you spiritually. We love you. And may the Lord richly 